welcome back to Decor Pod. I'm Jenna, and this week I'm so excited to have a guest on who I've been a fan of for a while. Her TikToks are so funny and so great. She did a lot of like fashion bachelor recaps, especially like the last couple of seasons. And whenever you would talk shit about Carrie Fentman, I was like, please, can we be besties? And I'm just so excited to have her on the podcast. Please welcome to the podcast, Olivia Lane. Hi everybody I'm so excited to be here I'm like all the compliments I'm like oh my gosh stop (laughs) it's all true oh my gosh I everyone who listens to this podcast knows that I have beef with Carrie I mean obviously (laughs) he is working with what he has Mm -hmm. you know and what he can do but sometimes his choices are truly baffling and when you started doing TikToks like you know so I guess how long have you had the account and when you started really doing those types of like recaps I think the first Bachelor related video I made was around Tasha's season. Yeah. Um, and I I think I started talking about uh, just like my favorite limo entrance dresses. And then people in the comments are like, oh, talk about other fashion stuff. And I think mm-hmm. I, I think it kind of started from Tasha's season and onwards. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's kind of started there. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean, so I caught you, I think, more around like Matt season. And then Katie's season was such a... It was a rough one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'll never forget those like shoulder pad shirt that she <laughs> <laughs> it, like haunts me my dreams truly <laughs> and then you've kind of morphed into talking about definitely more fashion and more like pop culture stuff and we'll get into that in a second but let's talk about you as like who you are and like you as a bachelor person so uh where are you at how old are you? What do you do for work? If you want to say, I mean, mm-hmm. you can have an air of mystery too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a mystery. I'm Olivia, obviously. I'm from Georgia. I'm 25. Nice. I, that feels so old for me, even though it's not old at all. Like 25 is not old at all. But like, I guess to me in my mind, I think I'm still 17. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I love that. I do. I'm a part-time research assistant and mm. a part-time content creator. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. And we're seeing where that goes it's pretty fun and interesting yeah that's so cool that you've I mean because that is kind of the dream like I do a lot of different content stuff and I'm like oh I wish I could just work a little less at my real job (laughs) or my like you know whatever job and then do more of the content but yeah the dream is just if I could is like to be as rich as Alex Earl and just have people give me things and just like just be rich and just not really have to work <laughs> yeah yeah that would be great let's hey everybody join in let's, let's yeah. help olivia and myself get it yeah. <laughs> um so how long have you been watching the bachelor i mean gosh all right i'm gonna guess are you one of those like ogs who's been from like 2002 or <laughs> no. no okay <laughs> i okay well like kind of like not yeah. really it used to be like I guess technically I watched the show around like Sean Lowe season, but mm-hmm. like not really. It was just kind of something that was on in the background. I think mm-hmm. I was too young to like really be invested in the show. Mm-hmm. I don't think I really started paying attention until like around Ben Higgins season and onwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those seasons are from that point on, it, it gets a little, it gets a little silly. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. <laughs> wow yeah man his season really was kind of like with the two I love yous and it just really from that point on you get Jojo I mean and then it's like yeah just keeps going right <laughs> it was definitely like the bachelor renaissance era just yeah. the huge just like like fan favorites back to back to back mm-hmm. I mean truly it's great yeah it's very wild um and then they put Nick in <laughs> <laughs> and then and then it kind of all went downhill, you know. Um in his mind, he is the fan favorite. He is everyone's favorite bachelor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quoted him exactly. Um, do you have like kind of a favorite? I mean, you know, you just said it's like the Renaissance and a lot of fan favorites, but is there a season that you really just like thoroughly super enjoyed? It could be for the wrong reason too. Okay, perfect. Wrong reasons. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed snarking on and laughing at Peter season. It was mm. just, I don't know, that era. I, it was just like every week, even though there was like so much chaos, I feel like we at least had fun yeah. talking about all the chaos. And it was like we were laughing and joking and it was just like a fun time. Um, and then a season that I actually enjoyed the love story, I was... Tasha and Zach was like the mm-hmm. first couple that I was like actually very, 
very invested in. I remembered crying at their proposal. Mm -hmm. I was heartbroken when they broke up. Mm -hmm. I was like, love is dead. Like Mm -hmm. I will never be invested in another Mm -hmm. bachelor relationship after this. Um, But yeah, those two seasons definitely stick out to me. True. I think Tasha's was the last time I cried for sure. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Because I used to cry pretty much at all of them. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've gotten so like fucking bitter (laughs) and pessimistic. (laughs) But uh yeah that one was like the last one that kind of got me and I do remember when they broke up I was pretty like sad about it I mean I think in the end they were not just right for each other but like and I can respect that but it was definitely like oh god I kind of thought this was gonna all right I just really wanted Tasha to win I mean she is still winning of course but yeah she's I think she's still one of my favorite bachelorettes yeah she really was so good she was so ready for it. Oh, God, people are silly. People are silly. And what, by people, I mean Nick, Nick Vial, who <laughs> once said that people would be asleep by 8 p.m. for her season. That's insane. She had like one of the... Ugh, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> like, that could be a whole other rant. <laughs> I mean, and we're going to get into it. Trust me. Okay. I love it. <laughs> so, you know, as a content... If I had a little like Bachelor content creator, you know, I think I am curious to see... You know, and I think I've I've heard you because you're not making as many recaps about it because it's starting to get a little like repetitive, the show. Yeah. Repetitive and not being as fun anymore. Like, do you like have to, you know, as somebody who's been watching for a minute, like, yeah, what what's wrong? Like, are you, how are you feeling about this whole, the whole state of everything? Oh man, I'm, I'm so bummed that the show can't figure out a way to stay current and up to date. And especially when fans are like yelling out like into the void, like all the ideas they could mm-hmm. use to mm-hmm. update the, to update the show. And it's just like, they refuse to do it. And I don't mm-hmm. really understand why. I think the show, I know a lot of people love to say that like the show fell off when Chris left. I don't know. I, I don't really think the host, I mean, yeah, sure. People stopped watching when Chris left, but I don't think he was like the main draw of the show. Mm-mm. I think the show has just gotten so formulaic and so like by the book that it's just, it's boring to watch like the same conversations over and over and like see the same dates over and over. And you mm-hmm. know, like pretty much every episode, like you you know what you're going to see. Like we're going to see like a football date <laughs> and the girls mm-hmm. tackling each other. We're going to see some like the girls get on stage and say some speech about opening up emotional. It's like all the same thing all the time. It's very boring to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And like so many shows are showing them different like ways, you know, for better or for worse. I don't really necessarily love all of the drama I see on some of the other dating shows because it's really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But the show could stand to do a little bit more of that. And, you know, they just keep like kind of ostracizing its base, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think the show, to me, I feel like the show doesn't know who they want to pivot toward. I think they're like really stuck toward trying to cater toward this more conservative fan base, but then like also wanting to kind of pivot toward like the younger, more progressive Mm -hmm. fan base. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they don't know which lane to pick. And I feel like the lane they should pick is very clear to me, (laughs) but I feel like they're very stuck doing the same traditional by the books. This is who we cater to. This is who we've always catered to. And that's it. Yeah. And I floated the couple weeks. I think that by them being stuck in that position they're actually losing their conservative base too yeah you know like by not fucking just picking a side or doing something really kind of revolutionary they're still losing the other side uh because the i get in the comment sections and they're like we don't like zach who's zach we don't know him (laughs) you know um so like they're losing that because they're not even believing in like that side of the fan base really needs to believe the fucking Mm -hmm. you know concept of it all to stay connected so i hope that they are fixing that and for a minute you and i talked a little bit off mic for a second like kind of thought maybe they're starting to get back to that a little bit but we're gonna see because it seems like (laughs) now zach is falling from grace a little bit and will will he actually end up with somebody i guess we'll see (laughs) (laughs) so before we get into bachelor nation again let's just talk about pop culture the only thing that's obviously happened this week is selena gomez Haley bieber downfall of it all coming up to the full front okay no so if people don't realize maybe like this drama has been going on for a hundred years it has been going (laughs) back and forth it's been happening for so long but it's really gotten to like this like you know major level and i think that what i find fascinating is that tiktok is making these little dramas and things really blow up more than you know like the don't worry darling drama of it all would that have ever been in our like conscious like every day of our life if it weren't for tiktok and people's little 30 second like opinions Mm -hmm. 
No, you are so right. I'm very fascinated by how information and rumors spread so quickly on TikTok. Like even like the Selena and Haley stuff, the Don't Worry Darling stuff, but like also the Miley and Liam stuff mm-hmm. when the Flowers song came out and like mm-hmm. all the conspiracy theories and the fans were like, this rumor here and that's what happened here. And I'm like, that is made up. <laughs> but like everyone in the comments completely believe it. <laughs> Because that's just like rumors just travel so fast on TikTok and Mm. people don't bother to look up if it's true or not. They just choose to believe it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm a little I'm a little bit worried for Gen Z and their Mm. like media literacy because I'm just like some of y'all really have to start questioning where you're getting information from. Um, I know we all like to gossip and it's fun, but like yeah. sometimes yeah. I think y'all take it a little bit too far. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's just that parasocial element of it, right? You have somebody looking you in the face and being like, let me tell you this, this, and this. And you, you just have this almost immediate trust, right? Of the person, yeah. you know, and it can be so convincing and you just go down this path. And so like, and I've, I've followed this, you know, um rivalry for like a while off and on I'm not like I was never I I actually really couldn't tell you maybe a Selena song and um and that's not like I'm I guess I'm team Selena to BH but like at the same time I'm like whatever but I do find it all very like interesting and it is like a very sensational story of like because it because whether it's true or not the headlines are so like what like oh my god she was a stan of um uh Jolina Justin and Selena and then she got Justin and now there's just this ever long battle of them shading each other constantly which I believe Selena's side does as well but like I think I heard somebody really uh, astutely just be like but the problem is is that Haley's a Nepo baby and Nepo babies are not like liked right now so it's just really like she's losing (laughs) When it comes to like a popularity contest, Haley's never going to win when it comes to Selena. And when it comes to nostalgia, people just love the idea mm-hmm. of Selena and Justin together, even mm-hmm. though rumor wise, that was a very toxic relationship mm-hmm. <laughs> that they were in and they mm-hmm. were not great for each other. Um, but yeah, I, it is interesting to see all the videos on my page of people like being very invested in this drama because it seems like a lot of people are just now hearing about it. Or like yeah. just now getting into it. And I and I think it's funny as someone that's been in pop culture for so long. And I'm like, I heard about this back in like 2014, 2013 when this all started. Yes. So it's so funny to me to see like a bunch of like 17-year-old kids being like, oh, oh my God, no way this happened. I'm like, this is my lore. Like, yes, kids, gather around. Let me tell you all about it. I was there when it was written. Exactly. And that's why I made a video the other day. I was like, I'm living for this because... I too have like passion like TED talk. I could just like go. I could just go with like a TED talk about Nick Vial right now, you know? <laughs> and and I could just do it. And I love that these like Selena fans, they've been waiting. They've been also working. They've been doing the work. They've been there. They've been living this truth. Um, but no one wanted to like hear them really. They're just kind of like shh, shh, shh. and then now they're like, oh, wait, you guys want my opinion? You want my receipts? And I'm like so happy for them. <laughs> They finally get to let it out. <laughs> so happy for them. Um, I will say I found it very fascinating for a while. Obviously, like Haley had her comments turned off on like uh, or limited on her posts in general, just like for a while, you know. She I'll say this kind of a smart move. Just this week when all of it got to its fucking peak, she turned on her comments. It's mm-hmm. of course flooded with like hate comments, right? Yeah. And uh because like Selena's stands are also fucking, you know, unhinged and um I will say that's going to, I think that's going to play out in a couple of weeks. And so I just wanted to let the listeners know, just pay attention to that because she's going to definitely weaponize the fact that she's being attacked, which is like, and it's her right, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I, I read, I just really want these two to settle this once and for all. Cause I, I don't really understand. I mean, I get it from a PR perspective. Mm-hmm. Both of them try really hard to be like, no, there's no problems. There's no beef. Like we've moved on, but that's clearly not true. Cause mm-hmm. it's very clear that neither of them like each other. <laughs> Because, like, for years, they've both been, like, passive-aggressively, like, like shooting little digs at each other here and there. Um, and I just, like, I made my TikTok and I, I jokingly was, like, they should just, like, fight. And, like, I don't... <laughs> I was being facetious. Like, I don't really want them to like physically fight each other. Cause you know, everyone in my comments, they were like, no, they shouldn't fight over a guy. But at this point, I don't even really know 
if it's about like Justin specifically, I feel mm-hmm. like both of them just have so much resentment mm-hmm. built up that they've never been able to let out because they've been so focused on trying to be like perfect and nice in the public and just be like, no, it's no problem. We're good. When it's clear that there is like, y'all need to let out whatever it is. Like, just let it out and say what you need to say and just like <laughs> confront each other once and for all. So we can Find all move on. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Let's get them training. Let's film it. <laughs> All the money will go to like a charity. It'll yeah. be great charity. A celebrity boxing match. <laughs> Just too. I yeah. would watch it. I'm not going to lie. Right. I know. They try to always do that occasionally. I feel like every so years you hear something like that. It's like, this is the one that actually everyone would give a shit about. So <laughs> yeah, like, let's, let's do that. Um, so in Metro Gossip, I just wanted to bring up, it does seem like the senior bachelor is starting to happen. Um, you know, of course, they've been teasing it forever and they're cowards and they've not brought it to us. But I just saw what's his name? Zachary Reality. He made a tweet last night that was like, I was emailed and told it is happening. And I was told to tell you guys. And I love that he didn't give any kind of like he didn't go like, I'm so excited. He just like just exposed what they did. I love it. Um, and I do think that maybe... There was like, there has been something else that came out. They're just like, oh, Mike Fleiss has been, of course, tweeting because he's an idiot. And he was like, the golden age is coming soon and whatever. And I think his diversity tweet a couple weeks ago was actually related to the senior bachelor, even though that's really asinine if it was. But um, what are your thoughts on us finally getting a senior bachelor? (laughs) Excited. I'm curious to see if it will go somewhere because I know they did like listen to your heart which yeah. was a spinoff that kind yeah. of went nowhere yeah. and like, had one season and it ended yeah. so I'm excited I hope we get like what's gonna is it going to be the same format as The Bachelor just with seniors is it going to be something different like I don't what's I don't really have a lot of information it's just kind of like yeah. a vague like yeah. senior bachelor season yeah no one does I yeah, I'm equally excited um I will say I think it's fucking cowardly again to not cast fat people when it's been demanded for years Mm -hmm. and years and years and especially being demanded now and we're gonna get old people first i think that's trash um no disrespect to old people (laughs) (laughs) i just think that's really stupid but i cannot wait to cancel a senior citizen for being racist i will say that i've been looking forward to it i cannot wait i mean obviously i'm gonna assume most of them are maga or voted conservatively throughout their uh 60 years of life but I just, you know, like, you know, there's always a blackface, like, scandal. Like, the always. senior bachelor is going to be a goddamn mess. <laughs> Wait, no, you're so right. <laughs> oh, man, it's going to be awful. You're so right. I forgot about that because we have, like, a bunch of 23-year-olds with blackface scandals. I can't imagine, like, a 65 <laughs> It's going to be crazy. <laughs> so, I cannot wait. Yeah, I mean, I my dream is that it is literally the same because I just I just I I don't know I think it will be wild to be like now we're having a pool party date now we're like (laughs) jumping out of a plane or all this stupid shit (laughs) older people oh boy it's just like every every fucking night date's gonna be like my trauma is that uh my fucking husband died you know like or like I went off to war like oh my god it's gonna be be really intense these trauma dumps are gonna get really intense they're gonna be so intense so I guess God will, and we'll get that, y'all. <laughs> keep, keep praying because I do, I do want to see it. So yeah, let's get into week six of the Zatchelor. God, y'all, it's, it's really starting to get there. Finally, we're getting some more consistent drama. I'm more and more mad at the screen, and I think that's, I guess, a good sign um, <laughs> that it is engaging but nonetheless ugh. what do you think about Zach before we get into this what are your Zach thoughts Zach for the most part is pretty nondescript <laughs> I find him to <laughs> he's very like he doesn't come off very funny which I find interesting like he tried like, I don't know it's like he tries to be like goofy dad vibes but he's not very funny he's kind of like strict like a lot of his interactions with the girls I'm like you kind of give like really tough like principal authoritarian vibes I'm like Zach why are you so he's so stringent with like this process I'm like can you calm down (laughs) like especially these last two weeks I'm like 
I don't, I don't know. He's not very like fun and playful and just go with the flow. He's very like by the book. Like I'm here to find a wife. I'm here to find a best friend. And if you deviate from that at all, you're gone. You're done. And I'm like, my God. Christ, dude. I just was asking if you wanted some more wine. I know. <laughs> exactly. Oh. I just asked you to come chill out, like relax. <laughs> No, I really agree. Uh, yeah, he was like maybe trying to show some humor back earlier episodes, but it's just gotten like he is by the book. He is a real a rule follower, I guess. Um, and it is fascinating how it's turning from like where I thought I was like kind of promoting like, oh, he was really sending home these women who are causing drama so quickly. You know, that's really great. I like that in a bachelor. And then now it's kind of like, oh, but if it's a if the woman has a problem with him. Or mm-hmm. just, and even like, the, just like an interpersonal drama with him, he does the same thing. <laughs> just like any conflict or like any woman raising an issue, it's like, oh, no, 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 we can't have that. You, you're out of here. And I'm like, I'm a little concerned for his conflict resolution skills in a relationship. Cause I'm like, if these women can't even like say anything that like will piss you off or like, are they gonna have to like walk on eggshells around you <laughs> or what's gonna happen? Cause it's like anytime, any conflict arises, he's just like, you got to go. <laughs> you got to get out of here. And it's like, I hate to keep bringing up the Rachel Recchia of it all, but it's like, he was so adamant that she fucking 180 him in mm-hmm. the thing. And it's just like, now I'm just like, ooh, did she 180 you? Or did she just kind of like put forth a little bit of conflict and you reacted weird? And because you, but because you weren't in the position of power, mm. you didn't send her home. So now she's the villain. Interesting. Yeah, I back even back when that happened, I was on Rachel's side. I was yeah. like, I don't, I don't know what happened, but I'm like, I people were giving her a hard time, but I was like, I don't know, Zach. I don't know. I just, yeah. <laughs> I figured that he must have said or done something in that private suite for her to be like the next morning was so awkward and I was like something clearly happened yeah I don't think we ever got confirmation exactly on what it was recently she did an interview and she she did more or less say like we talked about our future and what that meant like literally for our kids and we didn't align and Rachel has made it public that she's progressive so it was politics okay that's what I figured yeah that's what I figured but like Yeah. That makes sense. And then, like, I didn't Zach do an interview where he's like, he said that, like, he doesn't really care about politics or, like, he's more like that stuff doesn't matter to him. Oh, and, like, and I, and I bet you that's true. I bet you, I actually don't think he's MAGA. I think he's like, I think he's probably just never voted or like not voted often, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's just one of those guys that skates by is probably fiscally conservative because he comes from a wealthy family. Yeah. Um, but I bet you when you have a conversation with him about abortion rights, he's probably, you know, a little bit like Batiste from Love mm-hmm. is Blind 3. Just <clears throat> is like, you know, <laughs> I don't agree with that kind of thing. But you're like, wait, but then you ask, you ask a couple more questions. Like, actually, maybe he does kind of like agree that women should have the choice to do whatever they want. Right. But like, <laughs> he's not going to say that right away. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't think he's a monster, but it's like, I, it's all coming together for me. So we are waking up this episode in Estonia and we get a little coffee date between our bros. Jesse is so stoked because listen, friends, Jesse likes Zach. Yes, homo. Like he is, he has a fucking crush on this man. He's been wanting to date him this entire season, but all the women have been getting in the way. So they're having <laughs> cappuccinos and they're having a great time, but it turns out Greer has COVID now. Gosh, it's almost as if the pandemic is still here and not over at all. Uh, but I will say my little Jane on. So Olivia, that's my kind of like QAnon quarter for okay. Jenna. My Jane on Spidey senses are tingling. And I believe Greer faked it because she needed a depression week after trying to get Zach trying to like roast her. I think she was like, I need to, I, I won't do this. I'm sick. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. That's interesting because I also was thinking about like, how did Greer manage to get it, but like not Gabby? Like Gabby was the one that actually went on a date and was like kissing Zach. And I'm like, how did Greer get it of, of, of everybody? I, that didn't make sense to me. Yeah. So I think she's fucking faking it. And honestly, I don't blame her because I would do the same thing if it meant I didn't have to spend any time with him. Just like hiding in my room. <laughs> Just yeah. <in> the room service. <laughs> like, I'm good. Uh, Zach could care less. He's like, um, tell, tell her I, I said 
send well wishes. I'm not going to send her a gift back. I don't care. He's like, tell her I hope she's okay, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Fuck Greer. <laughs> That's literally what Zach feels like. He doesn't so, care about her at all. So in a moment that I never thought I'd see coming, the show does not fuck around with a Black woman's time. And they give Charity her one-on-one date that is deserved right away. Mm-hmm. No fucking drama about it. Um, I cannot say the same, of course, for Kat, who does mess with her time and <laughs> steals Zach aside to make out with him and I guess try to get COVID. She also is tired. <laughs> she went in for it right away. And it's a bad moment. Charity is not happy about it, obviously. She continues to get her time like taken by mm-hmm. these by white women in the show and just I guess women in general it's just really unfortunate and you know but Charity goes with him and then Brooklyn mm-hmm. um she goes from horse girl to horse bitch real quick and she yeah. starts just like immediately laying into cat for how insensitive and selfish and unclassy that is and I want to say obviously the unclassy is kind of like a little bit of a it's like a problematic term and I didn't like how much she was going on that angle personally yeah I agree I think my thing with the whole cat thing personally is that like I in the world of the bachelor I get that there aren't any rules and you can technically like do what you want um my thing with cat is that like if she was going to do this bold move then you have to understand that you may ruffle some feathers and accept what comes with that but cat just like (laughs) you either do it and then understand like okay you either do it and say like okay well I don't care what you guys think fuck off or you do it and then be like okay I didn't understand how this is going to make you feel I'm sorry but like Kat didn't really do either like she was just like she did it and was like um actually I will not be taking any criticism about this and if you do criticize me you're rude and don't do it (laughs) I was like Kat you can't (laughs) you can't just like piss people off and then like also tell them how to react to it like you have to accept whatever comes with that yes well said yeah yeah (laughs) you can't tell them how to feel about it that's really yeah perfect yeah um then I thought like with Brooklyn I I got her sentiment but I she was just doing a little bit much for me with like Mm -hmm. like you're unclassy and this is just tasteless like it was just a bit much for the situation I was like okay you can dial it down a notch you can just say your piece and be like hey that was not polite that was not a nice thing to do for charity like you should respect her time as we've respected yours and just like end it there but like Brooklyn was just very I don't know if there was like something else going on in the house but she just seemed very enraged and I think maybe it was because Kat kept refusing to take responsibility and I think maybe that was making Brooklyn more angry and so they just kept like butting heads I guess yeah but uh yeah because it would be pretty infuriating to have somebody be like "Uh, I didn't I don't see how that was uh, wrong. <laughs> like, is it, like, not because, yeah. like you said, it's not that she was like, "Fuck you guys!" Like, I do not care. It was more like, I don't understand why you're mad at me. Yeah, <laughs> so that's like that was like not what. So it would be very infuriating. Uh, but like the to throw it back at her, the classy thing for Brooklyn to do would have been to say something, and then like move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but that's not what happened um charity's date is wonderful and romantic and cute save for the part where zach has to carry her um on his back in what would best be described as like a backwards 69 position mm-hmm. with helmets included, <laughs> helmets Just included. um i would have farted on him if i were her uh <laughs> Um, in the nighttime portion, Charity's trauma dump is that she had an ex who was a piece of shit and repeatedly cheated and gaslit her with somebody she knew personally, which is, oh my God. Um, Charity, just drop his handle. Bachelor Nation will take care of it. <laughs> no. They'll take care of it, girl. Just say the name. We'll got it. Co- we got it covered. Yeah. Just <laughs> release a photo that's untagged or whatever. We got it. Um yeah, so back at the uh, Hotel Awkward, the drama continues building with the cat of it all. She is pulled aside. Well, so like the girls are pulled aside to talk about each other and Brooklyn's continuing to go on about how inconsiderate and rude it was, which it was. I mean, we not we agree with that. But then <laughs> she gets, uh, Ariel pulls uh cat aside and <laughs> is trying to talk to her and 
I thought that scene was so funny because Kat still is just like not getting it. She's just like, all the rules are out the window, since, especially since he got COVID. I would have done, I got to do this. And she's just like, she's like, all things went out the window. And then Ariel's like, well, respect doesn't really change. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought that way Ariel went about it was like, made the most sense to me. It was like very mature. And like, she stood her ground with Kat and was like explaining to Kat how she was wrong. But for some reason, it was just like not sticking in Kat's head. She just kept trying to defend what she was doing. And at one point she was like, what did she say? She was like, it had it not been for COVID, like the rest of you, or like she was like, oh, had it not been for COVID, I wouldn't have done it or something. Yeah. And then Ariel was like, well, you did do it. So <laughs> now we're here. So maybe just take responsibility for it so we can move forward, Kat. And Kat was like, no, I'm not apologizing. But like, also you guys are being mean to me. I'm like, Kat, like, <laughs> we're like, we're at an impasse now. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, they were mean to you because, okay. oh my God. <laughs> um. So group date card comes, the group date goes to everyone in the room except for Ariel, which means Jess isn't getting a one-on-one date, um, maybe ever, but definitely not until the end. Um, she spirals about her name being last on the list, which is very funny. It's like, girl, he doesn't write these. <laughs> it's not your, it's, come on. Um <laughs> She is a known Swifty, and I would wager she's in her red era, which is mm. deeply sad but mad. Um, and Zach should yeah. watch out. Um, <laughs> so the group date is some sort of cringy witch date um, that I kind of zoned in and out of. Yeah, because I think these culturally appropriate like dates are just never fun to watch. Like they brought White Sage back on to our TV screen again. I don't enjoy that at this point. I. <laughs> would much rather them do an actual witch hunt um that way the woman who's being burned at the stake would at least get a couple minutes of peace mm. away from <laughs> everyone else so yeah i don't know did you enjoy this no i was like kind of scrolling on my phone yeah. i was the one thing that stuck out to me was that like I was kind of surprised that they did a witch date just because the bachelor seems very Christian and conservative. And I feel like some of the girls, <laughs> when you looked at their faces, they were like a little bit like clutching their pearls. Like, oh my God, a witch. <laughs> like, oh my God, no, cannot do that. That's not Christian-like. So um, very surprised that they did this date. They seemed a little scared at first of a witch, God forbid. My God, I know. This woman was, this woman, I will say she was definitely a good, good, you know, sport. Um <laughs> uh weird but it just goes to show like how out of touch all these people are zach looked like a fucking idiot <laughs> like he had no idea when he was just like oh my god this is like what like zach in every scene it would like when he's not yelling at a woman he's just like what <laughs> oh, god <laughs> it's two modes um so then we get to the just drama so as i mentioned earlier she spiraled hard um and I like Jess. I've always liked Jess. And she's kind of like my dark horse. I thought she was going to go far. Um, I understand why she's upset. Uh, she is like spiraling a little hard because obviously like she, I mean, it's understandable that they aren't going to see the layers of it like I am. Um, that a lot of this isn't his choice and blah, blah, blah. And she's being coached into the, or like manipulated into being this upset um, or to made to believe that he doesn't like her. But at the same time, I, I love a woman who trusts her gut and clearly her gut is telling her that her and Zach are not it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was, I was on Jess's side, I, I guess during this yeah. entire thing. Cause I felt like what she said made sense. It was like, uh, look, are we getting, are yeah, we getting into it. the night yeah. question? Okay. Yeah. So, like, I didn't understand why Zach was acting confused by what she was saying. Because yeah. she was like, you know, I I feel like our connection is kind of lagging. I haven't had a one-on-one. I haven't had time to, like, open up. And pretty clearly that's, like, indicative of where we are in our relationship. Because you are clearly further along with other women. And she was correct. That is true. Mm -hmm. And then Zach was trying to make her seem, like crazy for thinking that like no 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 like you don't need a one like what a one-on-one -on -one, that's not important and I'm like Zach you were on a tv show where the entire premise is based around group dates and the show emphasizes how important it is to get time mm -hmm. and they really hype up the importance of a one-on-one -on -one, and it's a big deal mm -hmm. and it was just like really confusing me why he was acting like that's not a thing anymore yeah and I 
I, I was like really taken aback by like how he was like unable to in, like empathize with her. Yes. But then I remembered that he did get a pretty early date with Rachel on her season. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like second on the date. Mm. So I'm like, maybe he's just like, doesn't understand what it feels like to just be waiting around for six weeks, not knowing what's going on or like feeling like you don't have a connection with someone. Um, so I was just, I don't know. I I thought just, I get, I get that she was spiraling and in her head, but I feel like he didn't do a great job at empathizing with her at all. Agreed. More irritated by her. He did. And it was just like really wild to watch how quickly it just like, because she wasn't attacking him, you know, yeah. at first. Um, and maybe at all, really. But like, I mean, there was definitely a point where she kind of was like, you know, but it, like, it. I'm wondering if you're trying to send me a signal by not choosing me kind of thing. Uh, and he's trying to be like, no, I just have a connection with you. You need to trust this connection. It's like, yeah, but like, just admit that, just like empathize. That's it's called empathy. He should have just been like, I understand, and I hear you, and I want you to know I have a connection with you, and I can't wait to see you every time I see you. But I hear you. Like that's all she really needed in this moment. And it said at one point he finally like turns and he. I was rewatching the clip. He just like he's like, I don't understand why you're not getting it. And that was where I was like, Oh, there's Zach. I don't understand why you're not understanding this. And I was like, oh, and I'm not going to say the G word. It was not gaslighting, y'all. I've learned my lesson, but <laughs> I used to use it all the time. Um, anytime a man would speak, but it was just like, it was like maybe dismissive and really trying to, and like kind of like making it, making it like a different problem immediately you know like it was like now we're not talking about just like her general sads we're talking about how like you guys are not communicating well it's like well we're not communicating well because you didn't fucking even communicate with her you didn't even try yeah and then I feel like he was also like kind of trying to insinuate that like maybe she was there for the wrong reasons because yes. he's like why are you like keep bringing up a one-on-one like why is that so important to you and I'm just like and she said it in her limo exit she's like why are you trying to make me feel crazy because I want to spend time with you like this is the man I'm supposed to be getting engaged to in a few weeks, like literally a few weeks away from an engagement. And you're making me seem like I'm being absurd for saying that like, hey, it's probably not a good sign that we haven't spent much time together. (laughs) Like it's probably a a sign that I'm going to go home soon, which is true. Like Mm -hmm. I personally believe had Greer not gotten sick, I think she probably would have went home this week. Mm -hmm. And I think Jess probably would have gotten a date next week, but yeah, I think maybe. she would have gotten sent home on that date. Because oh. then he would have been like, because then he would have been like, hey, we're getting down to the wire and my connections are further along with the other women, which is what she was saying in the conversation. With, like, that's the whole point is that like, I'm going to get sent home. And you know that, I know that. So like, why are you trying to make it seem like I'm being absurd right now? And that's the thing. If he, because that happens every season almost, right? Those dates happen when it's the last one and they send him home. Okay, great. That is hard to watch, but it's fine because usually the lead is just as like, sorry, the connection's not there. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't do that. He fucking, he tried to make it her fault for being there for the wrong reasons and for like, like being too hard headed or something. It was weird. It was just like not a good look. And I think it beckons back to what you said earlier. He is such a, he's, he's on this rule kick and he's on this fucking like, and so him hearing like game terminology set him off. And he was not having it. And he's at her home. But or but he started to. But I will say, fucking Jess says, I, I told you in the one time we probably talked a million weeks ago, I'm never gonna beg you for your attention. Uh and I think that mm-hmm. was probably why she was so emotional already, because she kind of was begging him for attention, right? Like she mm-hmm. was on that path, and I think it made her feel bad, which I love. I mean, like I respect that. So she's like, I'm not gonna beg you. Uh, I don't do that. And she gets up. <laughs> yes I was so happy for I'm like yes remove yourself and I also want to add another element to this that I think is important is that a few episodes ago back when Anastasi was there Mm -hmm. um 
there was a conversation in the pool where like Anastasia, she was talking to the girls and she was like, yeah, Zach has his obvious favorites and I'm clearly not one of them. So I'm thinking that like in the house, it probably was a conversation about like, oh, Zach likes these four women and the rest of us are kind of just like fighting for time. And I'm sure Jess probably felt like that. So when she went into the conversation, she probably had in her head, like, I'm not one of Zach's favorites. I know this and... I need this to be addressed. And Zach was just trying to deny it as if yeah. that wasn't true yeah. when it is clearly true. Like Zach, not, I'm not Zach, Jess was falling behind and she probably yeah. was going to get cut soon. Yeah. And that's just is what it is. I don't know why Zach was trying to act like she was being absurd. Yeah. And I think that's the crux of it all. It's truly as simple as that. And that's what makes me go, mm, Zach, because it's like, you could have just played along, you know, and you could have done like the, the gentlemanly thing to do or whatever, the lead thing to do. You have, you know, but as we said earlier, when it kind of comes to, is he doing something a little off? He does not react to that well. (laughs) (laughs) And that was, there you go. We get Ariel's date and it is cringe. Of course, they go to a sauna and they have to like rub each other with like grass and lay and breathe i just i fucking hate these dates they give me nothing (laughs) maybe they give me some screenshots to make memes but it's just cringe um he has such a boner for ariel and i do not blame Mm -hmm. him she is i think i said from the beginning the one that i would try to have sex with for sure i can't tell I can't tell if I'm like attracted to Ariel or like I, if I want to be her. Like Absolutely. I'm just like every time she comes up to the screen, I'm just like Ariel. <laughs> like she's so great. Her hair, oh my god, uh, <laughs> she's so pretty. I need to, I need to lay inside of it. Um, <laughs> she is wonderful. I mean, she's literally too good for him. <laughs> They're not a good match. Like I could not see them together at all. I think, you know, Zach is understandably very attracted to her, but like, I don't see them working out. I, she's just so much cooler than Zach. <laughs> like she's definitely going to be with like some cool guy that she meets maybe back in new york or something zach from like dallas texas or whatever it's not gonna cut it like they're not gonna be together <laughs> no the entire time i was like there is zero chemistry there's zero at, chemistry at yeah because it, she's not feeling it and he just wants to like kiss her and i'm like same but yeah it was just like there was no chemistry and like you know they gave her this extended monologue at the end that has a lot of people buzzing that maybe she's getting a bachelorette bachelorette edit uh because she just did this whole like i've been alone for so long i don't want to be alone anymore you know love is so important etc etc so i mean we shall see so i'm (laughs) I'm down for an aerial season of all the girls that are getting talked about for being bachelorette i think i'm the most team aerial because i think she's the most well-rounded like Mm -hmm. i think She's very like calm and mature, but like she doesn't take herself too seriously. Mm-hmm. I like Charity. If she's mm-hmm. obviously not the final one, I like Charity, but I am a little worried for her because she is, she seems very sensitive mm-hmm. and very, um, I'm just worried about like production fucking with her. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if she'll be able to like handle that pressure because she seems very sensitive. And I don't, I would hate for production to like screw her over. Mm-hmm. I, but yeah. I feel like Ariel could probably like, mm-hmm. I feel like she has the, the fortitude to like withstand production and their bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. She would be like an Andy 2.0. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good comparison. Yeah, I see yeah. that. Because I feel like Gabby is a um, Becca Kufrin. Yeah. That, yeah. Which I actually love both seasons. So, I mean, mm-hmm. fuck me. I'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Um, so Ariel gets a rose. We have the cocktail party. I guess, wait, we just gave over briefly. So the, the drama keeps happening in a sense that at one point Kat is like, uh, let me talk to Charity. Can I talk to you for a moment? Um, and I will say to Kat's defense, I said saw that she made an Instagram post or something that was like, y'all aren't seeing everything that's put on the show. It's obviously edited down. I was doing accountability. I was apologizing. We don't know how long the conversation went on between Charity mm-hmm. and her. And but Brooklyn burges into the room and starts like making sure that Charity's okay. And I didn't really think it was great that. She kind of was like, I mean, in a sense, it like almost looks like she's talking over Charity. She's just like trying to like white knight in this situation. But at the same time, I do see a lot of people saying that they really like that Brooklyn has continuously stood up for Charity. Um, I I I see where they're coming from, and I I get that Brooklyn probably has like this girls girls mm-hmm. mentality. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't like the move of like 
coming in to swoop in and like to speak over charity because like charity pulls cat for the conversation mm -hmm. and at the end of the day charity is an adult and she can have the conversation that she needs to have and in this sense I actually did agree with Kat like I understood why she stormed off because she was like mm -hmm. I don't want to keep fighting with you Brooklyn like if mm -hmm. Charity and I want to have a conversation we will but like Brooklyn mm -hmm. this does not involve you like mm -hmm. I, you keep trying to fight me and like I don't want to do that I can have the conversation with Charity privately but you don't need to be involved yeah like I mean truly like I mean help out when like help is needed but like we don't know what was happening in the room it seemed like they were having there were two adult women like it's gonna be fine Charity can handle it and so that's where Brooklyn lost me, but that's how horse girls are. And I am not surprised. She's just like such a, do you watch Game of Roses or listen to Game of Roses? A little bit, not consistently. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's very much like the colorful narrator character. She's like the, um, she was like the uh, Carly of her season. Carly was very like just yeah. loud and like, just like saying like, you know, off-brand shit as much as she could in the ITMs and in person and just like causing just thinking that she is like a comedian I think <laughs> like yeah. and yeah it's the girl's girl of it all it's definitely the girl's girl that's such a good way to put it um maybe that should be the new terminology instead of like colorful narrator because I feel like there could be a colorful narrator but there is like also this character which is the girl's girl getting in everyone's fucking problems yeah I can just tell that come women tell all Brooklyn is just going to be going off. Like she's going to be the loudest one there. And I'm, it's going to be a mess. You can just feel it already. Her and Kat just round 15, I guess. Wow. That was, oh, thank you for that, Olivia. I didn't even think about that. Oh God. So, um, I guess so the cocktail party, it's all whatever. He's kissing a million people. He does take time to tell Kat that he, he, it's essentially, he tells her he should, she should smile more often. Yeah, basically, he's like, um, your vibes are off and you need to work on that, question mark. <laughs> it was so mean. Why did he do that? <laughs> he, like, Zach really doesn't like it when girls are, like, not happy or, like, around him. It's like, anytime they are, like, sad or mad or, like, anything but happy, he's like, mm, no, you should probably work on that. I don't know. Because <laughs> it just, like, he didn't, because, like, Kat's like, did somebody, <laughs> this is, like, so funny because she's like, did somebody tell him about my drama? And it's like, as far as we know, no. He just read her attitude and was like, fix it. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. He's like, work on that. Like, what is whatever this sad face is you have going on, don't like it. Get rid of it. Thanks. So at the rose ceremony, he sends home Allie. Um, insert pretends to be shock gif because between the long-held bachelor history of sending home the black contestants as soon as possible. Um, mixed with the obvious like two-on-one that's coming for Kat mm -hmm. and Brooklyn. He kept Kat and sent home Allie. And um, I mean, that sucks. I really thought their date was great and I thought they had a connection. But I mean, who am I? I like Allie a lot. And I'm, I didn't, when I saw their date, I was like, mm, I think he likes other girls more than her. Right. But yeah. I really liked Allie. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I hope that she like, gets a lot of options in paradise and I hope yes. she's on paradise because she's so cute and I love her and I hope you see her again yeah I really loved her she was so like kind of like awkward and but like in the good like just a fun way and just was like um kind of like self-deprecating in a mm -hmm. really yeah relatable good way oh my god she would be so good on paradise please but like that's why I wanted her to stay on a little longer because like that get her increases her you know chances of getting on paradise and so it's it's you know silly but like I said Obviously, there's probably going to be a two-on-one. They didn't say that, but it, I mean, mm -hmm. this is pretty ripe for it um, between Kat and Brooklyn. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, the preview was just a hodgepodge of him, you know, them all falling in love with him more, et cetera. It's all cut. You can't tell what's happening. I, I don't trust it at all. At one point, Zach talks about sex week. <laughs> <laughs> and how he's gonna i think try to be one of those good guys and not have sex with anybody but jesse's like yeah. oh boy you're gonna want to bone though <laughs> um and that's because jealousy wants to bone him yeah really try really following the sean low playbook playbook because didn't sean low also not sleep with any of his final girls yes. like they're really trying to push the sean low parallels yes. oh my god you're so right christ i mean it worked for him i guess but i just don't see it <laughs> <laughs> Sean was more charming. I think mm -hmm. he's still one of everyone's favorite bachelors because at the time he was still so charming and that's just not Zach's strong suit. I guess at least at least based on his edit, he's just not mm -hmm. a very charming guy mm -hmm. in the way Sean was. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. 
so true so true we will see we shall see um maybe sean will come instead of zach's family um at the <laughs> end and give him some advice because our guy needs it uh, well this was so much fun yeah. i was so glad you came on and we got to talk about this and like i feel better already you know like <laughs> lighter <laughs> after this heavy weird week <laughs> so happy <laughs> where can people find you and get your content and like support you and just laugh their asses off uh my tiktok is olivia lane six you can check me out over there for like any bachelor pop culture fashion stuff if that's what you're into um i do have a little patreon podcast called the olive juice podcast right i talk about other pop culture stuff that i can't say on tiktok because the stands are going to attack me and sometimes i have hot takes that i can't have people hearing oh, <laughs> having too much access to <laughs> very smart very smart because i yeah i've seen how that plays out <laughs> so you can check it out over there but yeah that's about it for me I'll put all the links in the the notes, of course. Please make sure you're following Olivia and checking her out. And thank you again for coming on. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It was so fun. Of course. Uh, And thank you all for listening in for another week. We made it through week six of The Zatchelor. Next week will be week seven. And I'm just ever excited to see how this man crashes and burns. I'm really, (laughs) honestly, I'll say I'm so fucking relieved that I can just start, like, unabashedly hating a man again. (laughs) finally have permission Uh, yeah it feels really good because i was really trying to be a good girl for most of the season and i'm really happy to get back into my core competency so with that (laughs) (laughs) bye babes thank you for listening to daycard pod make sure you're following us on instagram at daycard pod and follow your hosts at jenna with a smile and at drunk feminist daycard pod is produced by andrew olson you can follow him on instagram at androne Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at JettyBoyJames. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at MichaelaJane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye! Oh, hello. It's me, the ghost who haunts your phone. Just kidding, it's actually me, Avalon, the host of Boohaha, which is a thing that I do, a podcast, if you will, that happens some weeks, not all. Don't wait up, it's fine, we'll call you. Shut up. Anyway, it's about ghosts and tangents. Mostly tangents, if I'm being entirely honest. So join me each and every week-ish as I gather the funniest people I know to a campfire that I build in my living room and then regale them with spooky tales of boogans and googas. Oh, also, it's a comedy podcast, if that wasn't clear from the vibe, you know. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.